It's July 16, 1969. On the horizon, a 363-foot-tall spacecraft sits waiting, patiently, for its crew to board. At 8.32 a.m., the Apollo 11 lifts off from Kennedy Space Center. The destination? A place no man had set foot before. That's right, the moon. Commander Neil Armstrong and Lunar Module Pilot Buzz Aldrin land the Apollo Lunar Module, the Eagle, on the surface of the moon July 20th, 1969. The Six hours, 39 minutes later, Neil Armstrong becomes the first person to step foot on the lunar surface and radios back to NASA one of the most memorable quotes in history. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Imagine if he would have been like, one small man for... Wait, hold on. Wait. <laughs> like, messed up your quote that's going out to the literal whole world, and like you stuttered or something? Yeah. One small man... Wait, hold on, everybody. I gotta restart. This is an epic moment. Yeah. One man... <laughs> one, wait. One small man never step. One wait. small man's step. <laughs> and he was like, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> see, now I'm laughing and I can't, <laughs> that would have been amazing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and he was like, anyway, I'm on the moon. <laughs> oh my gosh. What's up guys. Welcome back to the question at hand. How is everybody doing? Uh, today we're talking about the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. So on July 20th, 1969, we landed on the moon. And so July 20th, which is today's the 23rd that we were recording this. So, you know, a couple of days ago, it was the 50th still anniversary. The same month. Yeah. I mean, it's still the same month and it's a couple of days late, but you know, it's all good. Uh, so I know that there's a lot of controversy, I guess we could start there about whether we actually landed on the moon. And I know personally, I believe we did. 
I mean, I don't have any reason not to believe, I guess. Right. Yeah. I also like, believe we landed on the moon. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any reason not to. And uh, I think that that the moon landing, and I know there were a lot of people, I, saw, I was, watched a video earlier that was like, oh, well, you know, it caused a lot of problems because they spent like $25 million on this moon mission, which is like 180 something million now, I think is what they equivocated. Uh, they equivocated it's it. Not that much. That was it. Yeah, that's it was like, a, that's less something than like that. But people were upset stadiums. because they thought it was a waste of money. Right. But even they, at the time, probably too, they were like, "Why do we? Yeah, care. Yeah." And I mean, when we talked about um, Trump's space force that he's starting, uh, I know we mentioned a lot about the technology and things that came out, and they basically said that after the moon launch, it was like the birth of Silicon Valley. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, like, exactly. all of the gadgets and stuff that we really enjoy having kind of came from this moon mission. And Tang. Oh, yeah. You know what Tang is. Yeah, dude. I used to drink <laughs> so much of that stuff. It's I remember not very when, good. I remember when they, like, didn't carry it anymore for a while. I think they stopped making it. I think you can still buy it now. Oh, really? I don't hmm. know. You could a couple of years ago. I know that they, like, brought it back. you know what back. Tang is? Never heard of it. It's it, like an orange drink. Yeah. And I don't know if I don't know the, actually the history behind it, but like basically it was marketed as like the drink that was formulated for astronauts to like drink on missions. Wasn't it like one of the first powdered? Yeah, drinks? yeah, that's what it was. It was like a powder or something. Yeah, and so they had all their food, you know, freeze dried and stuff. And so since they couldn't but afterwards, like they they yeah they called it Tang and like sold it to the public and yeah. like moms would feed to their kids and be like, this is what the astronauts drink. And they just add water. I think. It? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's what we always drink. It was always really good. I I like Tang a lot. It's kind of weird. What happens to water in space? Floats around. I, I mean, not yeah. not physically, but at the chemical level. I don't think anything Nothing. happens to it. Okay. It's just. But that's what's so wild about just this. Just float around because like, you can have a drop of water and like you just like I think they squirt it at each other and like try to catch it in their mouths and make a right. game out of just drinking. I mean, now, see, think about this though. Like y- you're leaving the atmosphere and do, doing things like diving. Right. You can't go, I mean, even a few meters below the surface without serious changes happening to your bloodstream. Right, right. The way water behaves on Earth. And, yeah. But that's like a good point to go into like, okay, we've seen all the videos like when we were in science class as kids of like, like you said, people on like the ISS, mm-hmm. you know, International Space Station, like squirting water out of their mouths and like messing around and doing backflips. The bad kids. In 1969. The bad kids that got sent to the ISS. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> in 69 and even especially even before then with the Mercury missions, people had no idea. Like if you hear about like the doctors reports, like what doctors thought would happen when the first guy was going to do a long-term orbit in space. Mm-hmm. They were like his eyes are going to pop, like he's not going to be able to see. Eyes can't work in zero gravity, and there's like a huge list of like his organs will shut down because they can't work in zero gravity. Which like it sounds silly now, but like Probably kind of justified. Like you would kind of logically think that there would be a lot of things that shouldn't work when you're like in space. So that's what's so like crazy about this is like they just had to go and do it and find out like what would happen. Like, yeah, it's hard to see now like the actual possible danger and and real danger that they were in. Yeah, that's why we were at P- Apollo Eleven too, though, is because there were other missions that that are didn't, slowly like building up, turn out and trying I think, to. I think Apollo One was actually a disaster because they. We're doing like a test flight or something. Is that when Grissom or whatever got killed? 
in the fire. Uh, they uh, yeah, they oh, all did. I thought. Yeah, there was all three of them. Yeah, they'd like closed it up, and so it's completely oxygenated in there, and they had some kind of a spark, and it killed all of them. And so, I mean, you can see the danger that every mission presents. Yeah. And I mean, we've seen that with some of the other ones that you know have had trouble. Um, so I mean, for these guys going to the moon, having no experience of you know, actually being on the moon. That's no what's insane about it before. because when you think about like, okay, we're going to go to the moon. What does that entail? Yeah. Sitting around the table like at NASA discussing it. Like, yeah. And I, I don't mean, know if you've been there. I <laughs> mean, I feel like Jimmy Neutron probably distorted our, oh, <laughs> our like perception of how we think about, you know, space travel because I mean, it didn't just take them a couple hours to get to the moon. Like it took them four days like they left on the 16th and they didn't make it to the surface of the moon until the 20th. Yeah. And then they were there for like 21, 22 hours and came back and it took them another three or four days to get back. So it's not like it, you just go like yeah. they were, it There's was everything a, else it was over a week attached to it. Yeah, it was over a week. Plus, they've trained for years. And I mean, there's just no telling how many hours it, that they trained for, you know, because I mean, they kind of got to go over anything that could possibly go wrong because everything has to be so precise because you have to slingshot off of Earth's gravity and then you have well, to think get about into the, the just lunar gravity. Riding the rocket out of oh, yeah. Earth's surface every time. Like, yeah. you could always explode uh-huh. every single time. There's a possibility. Yeah. And you could not even leave, like, the Earth's surface, you yeah. know? Yeah. I was always fascinated with space as a kid. And, uh, I mean, we're a speck on a speck when you yeah. think about it. It's not Pay like... a blue dot. It's not like we're a speck out in the galaxy. We're a speck on a speck because our whole galaxy is a speck in the grand yeah. scheme of things. So um, just the fact that you're like, we're going to travel outside of our planet. like That's insane. We, we've become very jaded, I think, to space yeah. travel. Who's going to just decide, you know what I want to do? I want to go risk my life to go to the moon. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like the brass balls that Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin like had to have. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it, would you crazy. would you sign up to do that? You know what I mean? I, th- I think so. You would. Okay. Yeah, yeah but it, without knowing, without knowing, because it's <laughs> that's not what's like, so hard to this, put yourself into. This is something into. that's never been done before at this point. So, I mean, that's like no, I, I I would sign up for it for the notoriety of being the first. Wait, <laughs> you do it to be famous. Okay, but just say, the first to walk say, on the moon. Okay, say you do, and you don't make it out of the atmosphere, and you explode and die. Then you just signed up to be the first, and you're never going to be the first. Then I, I, that's a chance that everyone would have to take. If yeah. it's if yeah. it's something that's normalized, and there have been hundreds or thousands of people on the moon, and it's just a routine thing. People are taking trips back and forth. Then what is the draw to being an astronaut anymore? Yeah, it's no longer. Yep, I can see that discovery. It's it's the draw of discovery, and then the and added bonus of not even having your name known. It's just playing your part in mankind's history. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, when they talked about like, I think it was in Kennedy's speech, like when he was giving them like the charge to go to the moon, and he quoted the guy who, uh, like, first climbed Everest. Was like that a, a reporter? Wait, asked, was that when it, that was like before? Anybody had decided that they were going to go to the moon, right? That was like nineteen, like sixty or something. I think it was like because the Russians. Yeah, I think it was put, like sixty-one. The Russians 60 put or 61. Sputnik, 
the first like satellite and the first man into space. And then which started, you know, the space race between us and, and the Russians basically. Mm-hmm. Um supposedly. Yeah. And then throughout that whole decade, that by he, Kennedy said by the end of the decade, we're going to put a man on the moon. And he quoted the guy who first climbed Everest. And the, or like a reporter asked him, he was like, why do you want to climb Everest? And he said, like, because it's there. And so, like, that's why, that was, like, justification that Kennedy gave for going to the moon was, like, why do we want to go to the moon? Because it's there. Like, yeah, and I, and think, we without, been there. I think without his push, that would never have, no. or at least it wouldn't have happened when it did. Like, it may yeah. have happened later, but it definitely wouldn't have happened when I agree. it did. Um, because I I. I don't think anybody had aspirations of going to the moon at that point. I think that was something that he it's, was like, it's crazy. That's the next step. And they were like, you want to do what? Well, when you think at the time that we were behind the Russians and we haven't even gotten to the point of putting a man above earth's like orbit. Oh yeah. We weren't even to that point when he was like, we're going to go to the moon. And NASA was like, excuse me. <laughs> we got a long way we to go. We just became buddy. NASA. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I don't know, man. It's crazy to think that someone went to the moon. Because, I mean, we have no possible way of doing that ourselves. Like, I mean, sure, maybe SpaceX could do it now. NASA could probably still do it. But they also haven't... Well, they are going to do it. Yeah. NASA was like, we're going back to the moon. Yeah. But it's not like just anybody can go. Like when they yeah. pick astronauts to go on these missions, like they have to meet certain like height criteria and weight criteria and like physical ability criteria and stuff. And it's not like have we could extremely just extremely high intelligence. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we leadership could leadership skills. It's not like we could go train with some ast- with some astronauts for a couple months or something, and then hop on a plane. Wait, or haven't, hop on haven't a, hop you on a seen uh, Armageddon? That happens all the time. <laughs> we have to go destroy the asteroids. That's hardly. <laughs> Yeah. Supposedly, during that movie, someone asked Michael Bay, like, why couldn't they just train the astronauts to be welders? And he was like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never talked about it again. <laughs> like, they're smart. They're intelligent enough to be an astronaut. Why not just teach them how to weld? And he was like, yeah. shut up. It doesn't uh, count. Because yeah. the point of the astronaut selection is essentially to have people with... Knowledge of everything in the mission you've got. Yeah. I, I mean, are they even specialized, or is 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 it? They are now. They're they're much more specialized. Okay, I think they were pretty specialized then too. Because I think, but like even with like the Apollo lander, like I forget who it was, but like one of them, like well, I think maybe even all of them. A lot of astronauts at that time came from the Air Force, mm-hmm. so they wanted the ability to fly things. And I think actually, I don't remember who it was, maybe Neil Armstrong. Like when they were landing, like the computer was wrong, and they were going to land like crooked or like off no they were gonna land in a giant crater the size of a football field oh yeah in a crater so they couldn't like yeah do anything. he was like oh that's probably not a good idea so he like so he took the stick and like he manually, manually landed, landed the craft yeah. well which yeah. is insane and at first uh, i think like they were like nasa's like no it's all gonna be done by the computers we don't need nano control and because yeah. they're all pilots they're like heck no like give us something to fly like yeah. we don't want to but it's like if we need to like we need yeah. something we had that technology in 1969 to manually land a craft on the moon, but we still but it didn't work. We still can't get the claws in those games where you grab the uh, like That's stuffed animals to work. Is it rigged? Yeah, 
Yeah, most of the time when people say like technology things, like we went to the moon, but we can't do this, it's because it's like rigged and like companies are screwing us. Yeah, yeah. Not I mean, because have of you technology seen how far advances. apart that those claws are from each other? Like, <laughs> if you actually wanted to pick something up, you'd make it close all the way. Yeah, it's the same thing as like we went to the moon, but like I can't watch YouTube with the app closed. Yeah, yeah, you can if you pay like ten bucks a month. Yeah, if you want to buy YouTube Red. So dumb. (laughs) (laughs) But what is the statistic? Like the computer that controlled the Apollo stuff was like however many times smaller than a smartphone. It's some ridiculous number. I have no idea. Like the size of the like the the amount of like memory on the computer is like nothing. Oh yeah. No, I mean, computers didn't used to have all this terabyte of storage and stuff. In fact, didn't they, like, make that up because they had to to actually go above Because they started so 999 small, they kind of, like, gigabytes. Of, yeah, they ran it out of, like, numbers. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if it's that. I just think that, like, they when they were first doing it, they, like, didn't have a comp- comprehension of how much storage they could eventually put in something. Right. Yeah. But, I mean... Like if you go and if you go and get an old computer, they have like a couple hundred megabytes of RAM or something, or if even that. A lot of times it's not even that, and their hard drives are super small, and files used to be tiny, and I don't know. Yeah, I mean you're talking fifty years ago. Like just look how much things have changed since we were little. Yeah, it's crazy. Did you see First Man? Have you seen Hidden Figures? I think it's actually about there was like a group of like five women, I think, that um like helped with the they basically Apollo. did the calculations, yeah. like the the math to mm-hmm. to pilot the spacecraft through space to go around the moon. Mm. They did like oh yeah, like the unsung heroes almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First Man was pretty good. Yeah, one of the scenes I remember was uh, Leon Bridges was playing a musician, an old 60s musician that was like playing songs outside of the facility when they were doing the, um, I don't remember if it was the training or the actual liftoff, but uh, it was a big deal back then because a lot of people were like, we shouldn't be spending this money on going to the moon when we have all of these civil rights issues in the U.S., so I guess the comparison for that now would be something like, you know, why are we exploring the bottom of the ocean when we have the national debt to worry about? Right, yeah. Something like that. I thought that was super interesting. They were pretty specific on what they wanted in their astronauts. Right. And you're training for something that hasn't been invented yet. Yeah. Yeah, can you imagine being the person to like develop the training for the astronauts when <laughs> yeah. you're like... Well, I have no idea what the conditions are going to be up there. So here's what we're going to do. You're going up naked first, and then we're going to put it, <laughs> re- re- re-engineer it backwards from there. <laughs> I mean, Man. How do you train someone where the you probably have a greater chance of dying during the mission than coming back like they did? Right, yeah. How do you go through that training, and how do you train... Well, what's so weird, though, is, like, no one has died, like, in space. When you think about that, that's insane. Uh-huh. No one has died, like, while in, in, space? While in space. 
Yeah, it's because space is the best. But it's also a very limited sample size. Not not saying that. Yeah, it is. But there, you still have a hundred percent success rate. So right, it's a small yeah. sample size, which makes you, you know, think about it like that. But at the same time, it, just from our perspective, it should be so dangerous that you would think that someone would have died in space. Mm-hmm. But, but, space but they never really, have. I don't think space itself is that dangerous. Like, right, especially once they figured it out. Like, does what that make sense? What every what causes people to die is the Earth's atmosphere, and because it gets so hot on the way back. Yeah, like. If there's no heat in space, really, so I mean, honestly, yeah. space is probably safer than here. Yeah. Wait, you mean in the mission, it's safer to be in space than in the atmosphere? Yeah. Or are you saying space is safer than Earth in general? I mean, space is probably safer than Earth in, Earth in general. If you're on like. NASA mission, yes, but in general, space is not safer. Well, it's probably like just as like not safe as Earth statistically. <laughs> and you know I, what I mean? I don't know if we know the long term effects well enough yet. There have been a lot of studies on long term effects, and I forget exactly what they are. Like it's, the guy who was married to the, the senator who got shot, uh-huh. Giffords or whatever. Yeah, he was kind of like a subject of like he stayed on the ISS for like a super long time, and they've like found stuff with him medically that's like off. Yeah, it's usually... That way, they know, like, this was probably affected by his long-term... A, a lot of it, when space. you go in, in lighter gravity for a long time and then come back, your legs have a lot of issues. Yeah. Also, was it a video yeah, or an Yeah, because you article? lose all your muscle because you don't need it when you're in space um, for that long. But they talked about how if we were going to try to raise kids on space stations, like, they wouldn't grow correctly and they'd probably die very young just because their bones wouldn't form because everything we have is programmed to grow and operate in earth's conditions so you have to figure that out that wasn't what i was talking about i was just talking about space in general is definitely safer than here oh i forgot i completely forgot about that right yeah Yeah, like like, for example up being like in like the international space station sitting there I'm not even just saying safer than on the International Space Station. I'm just saying, like, you know what? I mean, in space, like, it's so freaking big. Right. What do you have to worry about? Some asteroids? Like, most of the time, they're not moving. Like, you're moving at them. Or, you know, they may be, like, slingshotted off of these other planets' gravity fields or something. And then you've got some movement, but... I mean, it's so but big. Space at large, though, just because of the chaos that goes on, is like statistically, you'd say, like, not very safe, right? Yeah. I, th- so I think exploding stars and, like, you know what I mean? There's so much that can go wrong. Because it's literally just like chaos kind of going on. Mm-hmm. It's chaos going on down here, too. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, ultimately, it's probably about the same. Yeah. But if you're, like, on a controlled mission, I think you're probably way safer than, like, driving on the interstate. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you... And because there's also, like, a team of, like, 200 people watching and studying and planning out your yeah. every move yeah. for years, during it, and afterwards. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But if something it's goes wrong... It's not just wrong. one guy. It's those huge team of people. 
mm-hmm. therefore to keep the guy like safe and doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Do you think there ever will be a death in space? Oh, uh, probably. I mean, there have been in movies where something like explodes and kills somebody. Tons of times. They love doing that in movies. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I mean, sure, something like that can happen. Or somebody has like a leak in their suit when they go out and can't get back in in time. And, but you it, know, there's always like little things that pro- could probably kill you. But right. if the smallest thing goes wrong, you're stranded. That's what like bothers me the most. Yeah. Well, is that, you know, on, on like I would love to go out in an explosion. Mm-hmm. Like floating away. Like, no. Yeah. Well, until you like have an alien ship capture you and then <laughs> they're like, that's uh, that would be the aliens. scariest way to go, not immediate death and yeah. But the aliens but wouldn't kill you if okay if if you are like would you take your helmet off? Eventually, if I could, what if you're moving too fast to even have control over your limbs? Well, that's what happens what, what in gravity, if, right? You've seen gravity, happens, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just She's something like that. Away, like you just float off forever, forever. Now, eventually, you'd run out of air and you'd like suffocate. Yeah. That'd probably be a lot faster than you think it would be, too. Just because, I mean, most, I mean, do they have like an ox? They have an oxygen tank or something on, right? Yeah. Yeah. So eventually you're going to run out of that. And it's still so freaky, though. Yeah. Yeah, Giving me like goosebumps. Yeah. But I mean, what happens to your body at that point? Like you're just floating forever. You would die, then your dead body would just float forever. Someone Mm -hmm. would probably come find you in a hundred years or something. And they're like, hey, who's this person? And then they come up and you're dead and have been dead for a long time. Would your body decay? I don't know. Probably yes, but in different ways. Yeah. You'd probably kind of look like a mummy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like your mass would kind of almost be there, but you would probably like decay and dry out. Huh. I have no idea. And we were talking about the moon landing, and we got on space. And this I know. Is space way, is a huge stop. This is way away from the moon right, landing. I feel like this? this took a dark turn away from the moon landing. Like We're supposed to be happy that it's 50 years since we landed well, on the moon. Th- it's important we talk about this kind of, though, because it's like... <laughs> it's the it's dangers they the encountered. Like, yeah. yeah. Like I mean, any of this stuff could have happened. Yeah, that could have gone wrong. What or if they like miscalculated the gravity on the moon and like jumped up and down and like Neil Armstrong freaking floated away? Yep. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that could have happened. On most Antarctic bases, all the scientists that go live there, either temporarily or full time. I don't know if temporarily counts, but I know if they go and live on the in on the base for an extended period of time, um, they have to have their appendix and wisdom teeth removed before they go. And I looked it up because right. Usually these towns or these bases have one doctor who's okay with general surgeries. But if you have your appendix ruptured and if you have your appendix rupture and you are miles from the next continent over, yeah, that's a death sentence. So I looked it up. It was a few months ago, but I looked it up, and apparently NASA does not care if the appendix has been removed or not. Mm. 
because usually the people who go up to the International Space Station and go up on these missions aren't gone for long enough for them to even be concerned about it. Well, and there's always like basically like I don't know what to call them. I don't know what to call them in terms of sci-fi, but they have like escape pods. Mm-hmm. And they always have more than enough like yeah. escape pods on the ISS. Like, that, if someone needs to go back to Earth like now. That was another thing. They said you could get help quicker from the International Space Station than you could from Antarctica. Right. That's such a weird concept. It's just logistics. That's crazy. That's what's so interesting. It's like it's just the concept of logistics. Yeah. It's easier to to go back to civilized Earth from space than the most desolate place on Earth. Yeah. Dude, that's so crazy. I mean, you got a lot harsher conditions in Antarctica, too. It's cold and ice and in space, you know, you just got nothing. There's no yeah. weather. Well, if you're able to, like, float around in Antarctica, like, in a car that hovers wearing a suit, it wouldn't be that bad either. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't, there is some sort. Of there's probably something like that, right? Gravitational <laughs> anomaly in Antarctica. I don't remember the name of it, but because it's like at the poles or something, maybe. Possibly. What is it? I I don't know. It, it was an asteroid impact crater. They they think created some sort of like different kind of very weak hmm. gravitational change. When you get that far to the bottom Wait, of the Earth, so though, is like, it like, there's got to be like it's like 200 weird. miles across. Is it like less gravity? I think so. In yeah, in that area, that's where penguins fly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, do you think we'll go to the moon again? I think NASA said 2024. Yeah. Then the question: Do you think we'll go to the moon again? Before we go to Mars. When is Elon supposed to go to Mars? I have no clue. I don't know if he set a date yet. Uh, he he unveiled like the guy who's backing them, I think funding the mission. And his, I think he's actually going himself. And then he's like getting people to go with him. There's some foreign guy. I don't know. I watched the like press conference for it that he had. Well, like the space tours is like his virgin which is, uh, what's that dude's name? Richard Branson. Yeah. No, this is like a, he's from like Japan or Indi- Indonesia or something. Hmm. Um, or but have, they haven't, I don't know. they haven't even got to Mars yet though, have they? No. Uh-uh. They, I, because basically they like. sent a rover. The whole, no, oh, SpaceX did? No, NASA. NASA did. Oh yeah, like when we were kids. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what, that's what sucks is when we were kids, there was like, Four rovers like roaming around on Mars. And we're like, yeah. we're gonna go to Mars. Then nothing happened for twenty years. I don't understand why you know everybody I mean? wants to go to Mars. Like we, the rovers have been there, and there's like nothing there. Part yeah. of it is that there are so many bleak predictions about the direction Earth is going. Yeah, but so why Mars? We might need is that it just because it's close. It's the only thing we'll be able to access yeah. within the next like fifty years. If in 100 years, 200 years in the future, we need to make like a Hail Mary mission right. to somewhere else, they're like, we need to have this prepped and ready to go. If we need to say there's a mass extinction event, 
with humanity going on. We need to get to Mars now and try to save humans. Okay. The interstellar thing. We need to talk about this in another episode because like just the concept of talking about, all right, how do you get to Mars? What happens if there's a, you know what I mean? Like we need to do that on an episode, don't you mm-hmm. think? Yeah. Like, because, okay, I'm, I'm not going to talk about it because I want to save it for the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. We can do that. <laughs> it's, it's like the, it's the closest one that has conditions well, it's the it's the last somewhat solid planet. We can't go to yeah. Mercury; it's too hot. Venus is too um, like gaseous, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their atmosphere and like Mars is like essentially degrees. like the Moon, and like mm-hmm. its gravity and like what's on the surface. So we're like, we've been to the Moon. Why couldn't we go to Mars? Yeah, yeah. And oh. there's the whole thing of like for every like thirty moon? years, there's been like articles where it's like there may be water on Mars. Like, the only way to really know is, like, go there and, like, see if there's water. Mm-hmm. There's, um... Yeah, what if there isn't? There are quite a few Earth-like planets as well that are somewhat... That are near, like, Alpha Centauri or reachable, something, basically. Yeah. Which is the closest uh, star that we know of. We don't have anything planned for those yet, but, I mean, you have to keep everything... I'm sh- I'm sure they've for the last five decades for the last fifty years they've been looking into going into the next thing. Right, but when you think about it, like how long has space travel existed? Like as we know it, seventy Not years now. Long. Not that long. Because you could say it started like after World War Two, right? Basically in the fifties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's been like seventy years that we know of publicly. But besides that one, like. Chinese guy who strapped the rockets to his chair on Mythbusters. Well, I'm I'm just <laughs> saying that <laughs> you have no clue what because you know the the saying is like the military technology is like 20 or 30 years ahead of where the public is. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's no telling right. what we're what capable of now. Yeah. That we what don't they'll know publicly about. let us know. Yeah. But yeah. E- even then, like just well, thinking I mean, about the short amount of time we've been involved with it. Think about and and the short amount of time compared with what we've done, and you scale that mm-hmm. to something that big, and you're like, "Well, was yeah, it gonna be like five generations until we get to that." Like, geez, yeah, you know. I mean, but I feel like with the whole space force thing, that might kind of escalate things, and maybe where we're like developing new space technology or something every couple of years. Well, I think it'll get to like or twenty a tipping years, point, and it's like. Where it'll, it'll be like normal, up. you know, and I think that'll be in our lifetime, like when people start taking like the tour trips and like yeah. Elon actually gets to Mars, we go to the moon, it'll start kind of like picking up speed again, but then where does it go from there? Even if we did that, even if we went yeah. to Mars, I just wonder how, how do we take the work. jump to like? I I, I don't think anything's happened travel. yet. It hasn't. I think he just said something and then people were like, oh, you can't do that without congressional approval. And Congress was like, no, there's already a division of the Air Force that is exactly that. What are you talking about? When Trump was like, oh, I thought we're going to make Elon this, Musk. the Space Force. Right. And the Air, right, the Air Force was like, we already have like the secret thing that's like yeah. set up for that. Yeah. Which well, basically I mean, is NASA. Like people in the Air Force who are super successful and yeah. do the training, become astronauts. Yeah. Or at least become like the pilot versions of astronauts. Huh. 
I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff that we don't know about that's being worked on. Yeah. So, who knows? Moody man. I mean, you got Elon Musk, who's publicly working on going to Mars, but what's go- happening behind closed doors? Yeah. Are they looking at going to some other galaxy and maybe finding a planet more like Earth? Um, who knows? So, I feel like this episode mixed with the Area 51 episode in the same week, we're going to have, like, men in black on us. Like y'all are worried yeah, about but, right, but in this episode, we're not talking about... <laughs> well, now that you said that... <laughs> no, we're good. Oh, man. Do we have anything yes, else? Do we're not on? storm the moon on September 20th. <laughs> 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 we're going to storm the moon. Oh, my gosh. I know uh, they're keeping secret stuff up there. Maybe we get enough people running <laughs> with enough speed. No, we'll just do the thing they always talk about. Like, if you stack the elephants or cars end to end, how long does it take the moon? We just stack up a big t- yeah. deal of people, and you'll get there. Like uh, World War Z, exactly like World War Z. <laughs> Just trying to get to and the top. And there's a cat yeah. at the end of it. Oh my uh, gosh! Is there anything else we need to touch on? Um, I don't know. I, I just think it's cool. Maybe if we build a trebuchet that's big enough. Okay. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Respect to these dudes, basically, who uh, <laughs> yeah, who who did these things, right? Yeah. Shoutouts to Michael Collins. Dude, we didn't even talk about him. Have you ever been to Michael Collins in your life? Oh my gosh! Or so a lot of Michael Collins. A lot of people don't even realize that there was a third person on the Apollo Eleven mission, and his name is Michael Collins. And he didn't get to get off. He didn't get to go to the. <laughs> he, no, he didn't even get to get, touch the surface of the moon. He was in the uh, Tarzan soundtrack. He no, he was in the spaceship that was <laughs> constantly. Wow. He had, he had, to, he had to pilot the, the ship that, that was joke. orbiting the moon until they came back off the surface. I think. Is what the deal oh, was. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so he didn't even he didn't even make it down to the surface. And he's not yeah. remembered because of that. Yeah, pretty much because he was not a s- person to set foot on the moon. Nobody even talks about him. That's hilarious mm. to me. Yeah. Now I'm like, it's I want to know who hilarious the, to him. Well, I'm sure he's probably worked it out like in his own life, but many years of therapy. But like, he probably doesn't care. He's like, I was one of the three. I well, I probably. Yeah, I'm glad I don't have the attention they have. Yeah. Maybe, but I don't even know if it's that. I just think that there was probably a chain of command at that point. You know, like maybe Neil and Buzz had been. Didn't they have it, a super weird interview when they came back? You're probably digging that up know. from somewhere. No, w- w- when they came back from the moon, that first press conference, weren't they like strangely depressed almost? I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. I know that uh, Buzz Aldrin has punched like four people yeah. who have approached him and argued with him and told him to his face, like, you didn't go to the moon. I still and he can't. Just punches him. I mean, sure. Even yeah. if you thought that, why would you go up to Buzz Aldrin and <laughs> tell him that? <laughs> yeah. You're <laughs> a liar. <laughs> yeah. You're going to go. The fact that you get like punched up like a 70 year old man is hilarious. Yeah. I just don't understand, like, Sure, you know, we have Hollywood and special effects and stuff, but we're talking about 1969. It's not like it's now where you can literally CGI anything you would like. And, like, sure, they yeah, had but they're way better at special effects also then. Yeah, 1969 I know. where the but quality, you couldn't tell the difference between no. a dimly lit studio and the actual moon. Well, yeah, it's because it's dark. It's space. Like, And, you know, something else that's interesting, though? One thing, have you seen the picture of... Um, Neil Armstrong that Buzz Aldrin took where you can see his reflection in the visor with like the ship behind him and stuff maybe yeah 
I mean, what did he take it with? Just that, like a regular camera? Well, I don't know whatever kind of camera they had, but like I think that one that one definitely solidifies it. Well, that for one's me. probably like super high quality too, plus because it's have, actual like. Plus they film. have moon rocks at NASA that have like crazy elements in them. Yeah, I watched a video the other day um, where one of the guys that I follow on YouTube for science stuff goes and he went to NASA and like actually got to tour. And like, look at the moon you know rocks. How awesome! And stuff. Like the NASA, like in Houston tour is. Yeah, it's great. I've like, been several times. I've never been, but like, apparently you pay like a decent amount of money, it's but you get expensive. to see like everything. Yeah, it's like they show you everything. It's super cool. But uh, this one, he went, and it's like in this like you have to go through two or three different air chambers to like make sure that you have nothing from the outside on you. And then when you go in, there's these. Um, like cases set up that have the moon rocks in them and they're like pretty much all plastic wrapped and, and uh, like vacuum sealed and stuff and the chambers are vacuum sealed and you have these gloves that you stick your hand in to actually mm. like handle them and weigh them and make sure that everything's good and like they break up the moon rocks and stuff. And 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 yeah. Wow. Like it's, it, it basically it's... Unobtainium. They know exactly what materials are on the gloves and... Like they only use aluminum, Teflon, and some other kind of material, I think, right. because it's not one that's found on the actual moon rocks. And so, so when they, if, when it's they see it, like, oh, if it's well, this contaminated is... and it, they're like, oh, yeah, I mean, we understand that that's not actually. So part everything of it. else is from. Well, yeah, dude, it's crazy. I was like, that's so freaking cool. Something uh, interesting about like the moon landing, like being viewed is um supposedly the feed that was coming down from you know the and I might have told this on the podcast before I might have even told y'all before but like the feed that was coming down from the moon to like a, st- a receiving station somewhere and they were recording it on like extremely like high quality uh like film and tape basically you know mm-hmm. and then from that machine it was then delayed however much time from the moon to that and delayed again to be broadcast on a television station. Right. Mm-hmm. And eventually, apparently NASA lost like the original tapes. So I everything s- I we saw have something now, that some kind of original tapes from the moon sold for like $1.8 million. But it's probably, I don't know. It, I don't know. The idea though is like the only yeah. things we have are bad quality because they came from, the TV broadcast. Mm-hmm. But we could basically, like, we should have the ability to watch the moon landing, like, in 4K by scanning, like, the original films. Yeah. But they don't exist because yeah. someone lost them. Dude, um, and that what's, happens what's all the time. crazy is how long that they were actually there for the amount of time that was actually shown on TV. Yeah. Like, what were they doing there for the rest of the time? Like, that's something that I've always thought was really interesting. It was like, what were they doing? Were they, like, well, scouting out some kind of alien base where they just... It was taking samples of moon rocks, and so they that would be kind of boring to show or something. That's probably what it was. I mean, they collected, well, like, you see a little bit 43 of like, kilograms or something yeah. of moon rocks. Like, it was a ton. Like, uh, when you watch, like, the other... Like, the broadcast of all the other, like, Apollo missions, you see them doing, like, a lot more stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I just like thought it golfing. was interesting that like, oh really? <laughs> yeah, they golfed on the moon a bunch of times. Which is hilarious. Cool. And like, there was one of this dude like skipping, and he like sang the song like the 
I was walking on the moon one day <laughs> in the merry, merry month of May. There was one that uh, read the book of Genesis. Yeah. I think. Because mm-hmm. you can hear that recording. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Neat stuff. And then, like, <laughs> the whole concept behind, like, the, the rover, the moon rover, is hilarious. Because, like, they probably didn't, I mean, understand why they needed it. You know what I mean? But only humans and Americans would be like, you know what the moon needs? A car. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, like, it went, like, they were supposed to, like, I could be telling this wrong, but, like. It was supposed to be it, fast. Yeah, like, they were supposed to, like, not go above the speed, but, like, as soon as they got it, they were, like, just, yeah. like, <laughs> drove insanely on the yeah, moon. Yeah, I mean, who's not going to drive crazy yeah. on the You're up there by yourself. <laughs> Why? Why would you not drive super fast? Yeah. <laughs> it's just so not like funny there's a speed it. limit on the moon. They were like, hey, Neil. What's this? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Neil. Peeling out Why on the are moon? y'all driving so fast on the moon? There's no speed limit on the moon. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, I, <laughs> I just can't that believe that funny. they would think that someone's not going to drive as fast. Pedal to the metal is, you know, just as fast as you can go on the moon. Especially when you hit a big jump or something and it would just like you'd have extra airtime. oh yeah dude you know how awesome that would be <laughs> can you imagine these guys that do like crazy dirt bike stunts and stuff where they jump over buses like how many more buses they could jump over if they had the moon's gravity oh man dude that would be awesome you know how crazy that would be i bet people would pay a ton of money to go to the moon and watch someone do that moon monster truck rally dude heck yeah yeah <laughs> this is the future. How much is it going to cost for me and like when I'm like 95 to go to the moon and watch a uh, monster truck rally? Probably more than you would like to pay for it. Yep. I don't know. Unless they find some way to commercialize it where it's like the price of a plane ticket or something. Or you know what would be really awesome is if like you won like a ticket. Oh, that would be cool. Even better if it was like Willy Wonka style. Where it's like, if you want to take it, like, imagine if Elon Musk <laughs> did a Willy Wonka thing, where it was like... <laughs> what would he do? Is it in the Teslas or something? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a set of, like, golden keys to the Tesla or something. But not even that. Like, what if what if the you, like, he, like, programs it into the Teslas, and so eventually on this certain day, you have to be in your car to watch your screen on your Tesla to see if it's going to pop up and say, you've been selected or something like that. And then, and then crazy he takes be? 10 people to Mars. Like, he's on Mars, and he's, like, 90 years old. Is he planning on going to, to Mars himself? I don't know. It's kind of, it would it'd be kind of weird if he that. wouldn't. Didn't he say he wants to be the first man buried on Mars? No, but that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I, no, I'm pretty me. sure he did say that. I don't remember that, but I can see that. For the last like t- ten minutes, I've been reading on some of these moon hoax theories. Oh no! And it all kind of traces back to this one guy. And when it happened in 1969, a lot of people were skeptical of it, just because of how many times the U.S. government has tried to publicly mislead. Right. Um. And it, they were very distrusting of the government, so a lot of people just didn't believe it at yeah. all. Who's the guy? Uh, Can we take a guess? What's his first name? Yeah. Reesberg. No. <laughs> <laughs> his name was Bill Casing, 
And for like eight years, he actually worked uh, with this company called Rocketdyne, which built the Saturn V rockets. Saturn V. Oh, yeah. Hold on. It's a V, but it means five. It's a Roman numeral. You're right. The V and the rocket was hyphenated in this case. So that's what threw me off. I thought it was a type of rocket. I'll restate this. So for like eight years, he worked for this company called Rocketdyne, which made the Saturn rockets. And he was like a whistleblower within NASA who said, yeah, this technology isn't capable of getting us to the moon. I built it. And he published this pamphlet. Turns Uh, out he was just really insecure and he built like a really good technology. Yeah. You know, what if he designed it and never saw it put into action? He was like, "This thing sucks," and that's like, "This is great." This dude just has bad self-esteem. Mm-hmm. He just remembers have some confidence in yourself, man. He remembers watching it live and having an intuition saying, "Right, this something's not right. This isn't the right technology. This isn't what is supposed to happen." Okay, but so, where did they go? Hmm. You can go watch the rockets launch. Where did they go? They just went to space, came back? Yeah. A week later? That is true because like tons of like thousands of people saw them launch yeah. like in Florida. Mm-hmm. You can have them land out at sea. That's one of the theories. And then all the other shots were produced in a studio. Which is that that was the main reason, the photographs. And it's what doesn't happen. It's the weird mismatches in the photographs that this guy presents. He had a uh-huh. pamphlet that he came out with in 1976 with all these photos that didn't match up where like the shadows were off where which kind of gave evidence of like studio lights being in different places and with the sun's placement and the shadows not matching up. Another one was like the wind blowing on the flag or what like if the shadows movement have of the flag. What do with the gravity there? The flag thing has been like debunked though mm-hmm. because like it's hanging on a metal stand and it only blows, it, it it moves and so it looks like it's blowing in the wind, but it's like after they place it, it like goes like this. And then there, there are a few things that they think might be props, particularly the rocks where they find like letters and logos on the rocks, which... They're saying it's like movie set. Right. And so this guy brought this forward. And so in the 70s, that picked up. So it was kind of like no one talked about it. Spread around among like, yeah. For a year or for six years until that came out. And then it peaked up again around 2000 because Fox. Actually, no. Fox News just decided to air an anti moon landing documentary, documentary like, out of nowhere and it was like complete propaganda mm-hmm. and that got a lot of people right like once they watched it they were again. like yeah but i saw it was like 30 or 40 percent of people under 35 believe it was hoaxed but people who actually witnessed it only like 10 percent, i think yeah i think the people who were young and witnessed the moon landings are the highest percentage of believers. The old people in 69 and us now 
are like way more likely to not believe it mm-hmm. because like you hear a bunch of stories of like everybody's grandma and like 1969 was like that's impossible mm-hmm. because they just couldn't wrap their heads but, around it. And we also pay so much more attention to what's current events, I think. So we know what the government is capable of in terms of hoaxing. And now we're old enough to hear about all the stuff coming out where like the government did this to mislead everyone. Mm-hmm. Here's all these misinformation campaigns. Uh, so it was the second most believed like major conspiracy in the U.S. Uh, behind the 9-11 conspiracy. The moon landings like uh-huh. as a fake were the second one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, and then it brings the question of too, like, w- other than like crazy conspiracy theory, like, you know, alien craft or something, what reason do they have to fake going to space? Well, do you remember Interstellar when Matthew McConaughey is talking to his uh, yeah. mm-hmm. kids? Yeah, and and they give like that teacher like, fake excuse, and right? she was like, oh. Uh, it, was, it was used to fight against communism, right? It was, it was used to bankrupt, yeah, the Soviet Union. Uh, and... In that movie's canon, we actually did go to the moon. So Matthew McConaughey was like, "Okay." He was up in arms, like about it. Yeah, yeah, about the revisionist but, but history. But th- that that is like the prevailing theory that the Russians were beating us to so much stuff. So if we could fool them by thinking that we were so far, uh, if 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 we could fool them into thinking that we were more advanced than we actually were. Then they would use all this stuff. It's, it's exactly what we talked about with the remote viewing. If we can convince right. them that we're here, we're going to try to make them spend all this money into looking into stuff that right. we aren't even capable of. But then that always brings the question for me, like, okay, went to the moon in 69, won the space race, won the propaganda war against, you know, the communist, you know, Soviet state, right? There were seven other Apollo missions, no telling how many space shuttle missions, Skylab, the ISS, sent rovers to Mars. Why would why is the th- why do they keep coming up with stuff? You know what I mean? Why was you know what I'm saying? Why are there still missions? Yeah, if they were if it was faked. Then that would mean yeah, all these the missions sole are purpose faked. was to, you know, bankrupt the Soviet Union. Then why, why in nineteen ninety nine are they faking sending four Rove, like rovers to the moon and like maybe, maybe, they're, maybe they're actually doing it like you said maybe we didn't go in 1969 but we went in the 70s maybe I don't think there's much of a difference right because if, yeah. if it, they could have been capable of it then and just faked it just to make sure they beat the Soviets because imagine how history would be different if we weren't if the US was not the first superpower to accomplish something like yeah making it to the moon and besides that, one of the things that, that does lend itself to the conspiracy is the fact that we went in July of 1969. And Kennedy's charge was to go by the end of the decade. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, So it's not like, what are the chances? I mean, you know they would push it back to the end anyway, but you could argue that we went in the summer of 1969 to fulfill the promise, right? Yeah. I mean, you could almost say that 
he charges them to do it by the end of the decade. And so in 1969, they're like, well, we don't know if it's going to work. We may not have everything ready. Right. But we're going to do it anyway because we need to get it done. Yeah. So, I mean, you could also make that argument for it. Right. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Like, I think we were coming try around. Telling, try telling Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin that the moon landing was fake. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thousands of people have. I know. I know. That's what's funny. It's ridiculous. Um, I think we were capable of doing so, but I definitely would not put it past the U.S. government going through some elaborate hoax just to right. say we were first. No, I, right. No, I, I, I understand that. It's cheating you know what I mean? while having all the answers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the perfect like ex- description of uh-huh. it. <laughs> just to make sure. Yeah. Right, yeah. L- like the same way. I wouldn't put it above the government to fake it, uh-huh. but I don't think it was like fake. Like they stuck mm-hmm. the whole crew in a random fake ship and then like they landed on a movie set. Whoa, what if? <laughs> and that's where they're so adamant. It's like, to them... It did happen. They land on... Yeah. Oh, no, don't even get into that. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know. I believe we landed on the moon, and I have no reason not to believe that we landed on the moon. But uh, still, 50, 50 years ago. Yep, 50 years ago. I think that it would be man. one of those things that people will always question. Yeah. Unless you go yourself. Yeah. How do you really know? Uh, unless it comes to the point where the earth is almost, I don't want to say turned into a tourist destination, but where it's n- people are normally going. Now it's like, why haven't we been back that much? If if we were capable of it then and we're capable of it now. Because it's dangerous. Why are we Money. Going back? Money. Money. But it's also dangerous. Like. You're sending people to a place that you've already been before multiple times and collected samples from. There's no, there's nothing that's going to change anything up there. Like right. they say, the original something footprints interesting are too. up there. Wouldn't it be the most? So why go back? Wouldn't it be the most beneficial scientific location though to us? Why? Yeah, I mean, everything just like the ocean. Learn, yeah. There's still other things that could be learned. Even if all the wor- like, for example, if from like the late 70s, like when we stopped going to the moon, if we still went to the moon during those, like the past like 40 years <clears throat> and studied all the stuff it would take to like build a base on the moon, like think how far ahead we would be right now. Yeah. That's what sucks. I don't know why we don't have one on the moon, honestly. You know? A base? Yeah. I don't think we are allowed to build anything. Because it's technically not the property of one. Yeah. Nation, yeah. So that's what I, that. Why can't they just do it like the ISS, where it's like everyone claims we build it, but like everybody, yeah, can come. Yeah, community land. Yeah, just I mean, like the Native Americans. I mean, what's the difference between the International Space Station just floating and actually having a physical base that anyone could go and land at, park their shuttle, and then you know go inside and actually do research? Is it because of and right next door is a Bucky's where you can get your, yeah. you know, beaver nuggets and <laughs> gas up your hyperdrive. <clears throat> Who was it that claimed they went to the dark side? I don't know. Uh, I saw, an, I think it was India that is planning a, sh- a mission to go. Oh, to yeah, the dark yeah, side. that's what it was. 
I think they announced that like yesterday. But um, they're going back to like the why we haven't gone back. Something extremely interesting. As far as I know, it's true. I mean, I know it's in a movie. But have you ever seen Apollo thirteen? I don't know that I. I think I've seen some of it. It's know. a really good movie. But that was the. It was part of the reason why again thirteen is considered a lucky, an unlucky number is because they went to the moon and then something went wrong and they didn't get to go down to the moon and the rest of the mission was basically spent on saving them and getting them back around the moon and home. Mm-hmm. You know? But, like, at the beginning of the movie, there's this whole, like, not stress, but, like, there's this whole thing about, like, um, you know, they're trying, they're doing, like, press tours and other things and, like, they're, like and they, like, show a shot of, like, the amount of reporters outside. <clears throat> like videoing the launch mm-hmm. and and they're like nobody's here like we went to the moon like two missions ago and nobody cares because we've been there and that was Apollo 13 that was only two missions later that the general public the news and everybody was like yeah we've seen it before like yeah. we were jaded that quick with the moon and that's what's like crazy and that's also probably the reason why like they stopped going you know? Yeah. It's well, because I mean, it's like, whoop de doo we went to the moon. We did that last I, I year. Said, I said a minute ago was, what's the point of, like, keep it going? Like, there's other stuff to put money into to try to explore, whether that be Mars or a more advanced spacecraft or something. So why just keep sending people to the moon? We've already been a couple times. What's, right. I'm really curious to see, like, the, once someone, like, sets foot on Mars. Yeah. I want to, like, try and pay attention to, like, how quickly people are like, yeah, whatever, it's Mars. It'll probably be relatively quick. Now with like social media, it's probably like a week later. Yeah. Mars is a meme and then it's gone. Yeah. Which is, think about that. Yeah. There's going to be memes about someone walking on Mars and then a week later, Jake Paul. Like, <laughs> that's insane. Like, what? <laughs> I hope Jake Paul is still not popular then. God, no. Gosh. All right, wrap it up, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it around. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I think that's it for us today, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you really appreciate it. <laughs> if they say this long. Like, we really appreciate it. I'll probably cut this one down to be quite a bit shorter. Yeah. But, uh, Don't cut any of the good stuff out. Huh? Don't cut any of the good stuff out. Yeah, I won't. Now, what that means, I don't know. That's yeah. for you to decide. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> if you have any questions that you would like to leave us, leave us a voice message down below. We are now ex- accepting anchor s- support, I believe is what it's actually is technically called. Um, so if you would like to leave a, a monthly recurring donation, um, you can do that through anchor. It is in the, the link to that is in the show notes. Are you doing so basically if, us talking about Nazis on the dark side of the moon is your thing. Give us some money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it can be anywhere from a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, a hundred dollars, however much you want to give us. Uh, we really appreciate it. It definitely helps us with what we're doing and helps grow the podcast. And can uh, I leave a comment with that? Uh, I don't know. We're gonna if, that, if that's how it needs to be. It's like leave a comment and then we'll like discuss your comment. What do you mean? Even, even if they give us a dollar, and, like you suck. Like we'll talk about their comment. Oh well, we're definitely gonna read them off. So if you if that's you what I mean. become a you know a a supporter, 
we're definitely going to read your name off. And if you have comments, I don't know if you can actually do that through Anchor. I haven't looked at that yet. Uh, I'm not really familiar with how the comment cool. stuff works. But, uh, I mean, we're always open to, you know, reading reviews and stuff. I know we haven't had very many If it's many like lately, a question or anything. Yeah. Uh, submit us a voice message. Um, we always appreciate those. Those are great to put in the show. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook and now Instagram. We're now on Instagram at question at hand. So um, go follow us over there. And other than that, see you guys in the next one.